I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Congratulations to the Arsenal. Uh, of course, once they said this season, well, the question was whether are they going to be able to win against big teams? Uh, of course, they won against Tottenham. Now they've won against Liverpool. They lost against Manchester United. Uh, but well done, to be honest. Well done, Arsenal. You know, they showed such great. They, they showed things that, as a Liverpool fan, we used to have. And it's not even in terms of football and what you're doing on the pitch, and necessarily the quality or the skill of what you're doing. It's in terms of these duels, these battles, getting first to the to the first balls and to the second balls, and oh, goodness me, and winning these one v ones, these battles. Because, as as cliche as it might sound, these things are so important in football. You know. And for Liverpool at the moment, they consistently are losing these little twirls. Like, I mean, just paint a picture, right? You have five-footers, Gabriel Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus, right? These Brazilian guys. Of course, skillful and stuff. But they were also winning physical battles against Van Dijk and Joe Matip. Man mountains. And as a Liverpool fan, I'm just like, what is going on? How? What is happening? Are we living in some simulation? Is it real? Wait, let me pinch myself back. Because I didn't think I would see a world where Gabriel Martinelli physically, physically will be coming out on top of Joe Matip. Never mind. <laughs> okay. But it happened, right? It did happen. Liverpool basically, like, personally, I was in the kitchen, right? Uh, what was I doing? Some kitchen stuff. Yeah. None of your business. Why do you want to know anyway? I was doing kitchen stuff, right? And I go into my room to watch the game. And that's how I've already scored. Literally, I couldn't even sit before Arsenal scored. And I'm like, okay, at this rate, Liverpool need to start games 1-0 down. Like, we actually start games 1-0 down. We've gone behind first in 10 out of the last 12 Premier League games. It's a pattern. It's not, it's not, it's not something that, it's not one of these narratives that just run because it's happened a few times. It's actually a pattern. It's not about over, it's not even over like every spread amount of time. The last 12 games, they've gone behind first 10 out of those. They've gone ahead to lose only two, right? Which was including today's, right? But still, 
a lot of draws come for this because after that then you see liverpool pick up and then you play but when you've already given it like basically just stepping on the pitch you know premier league game put on your tv players on the pitch fans in the stands one thing is guaranteed liverpool one nil down let's just start from there you know it's abysmal <laughs> it is it really is abysmal Anyway, getting into the game now for real, from Arsenal's perspective, I think I will start from the home team, of course, talk about what they did right and what they did wrong and then move to the away side, Liverpool. So Arsenal, firstly, as I talked about, I feel like almost everyone at Arsenal want their individual duel and as simple as this may sound, it's very important. You know, as I talked about, the, the two Brazilians up front bullying the hell out of my defenders. Like, you know. Even the midfield, Thomas Partey, you know, I feel like, of course, Martinelli will grab a lot of the headlines and deservedly so. He was absolutely electric. He's a player that's heading or looks to be heading to the absolute top. I, I mean, we, no one was ever really in doubt over Martinelli's ability, right? We've seen this so many times since he come, came to Arsenal like three years ago or something. He's a really good player when he's playing well. However, he was largely inconsistent. Injuries didn't help him as well, of course. But he's looking set to uh, have his first proper top class season so far of course the season is still in the early stages right he's been class he's been absolute class and if he continues this way then he is going to have a top class season right but getting back to that of course he's going to grab the headlines and, and deservedly so as i've mentioned before but thomas Partey, it wasn't only about his presence there defensively in particular you know what i'm saying just sniffing out almost every single thing liverpool did in the middle of the pack but also the physicality, the dirty games. Thomas Partey didn't play a clean game at all. And it's something that sides like Arsenal probably, and even Tottenham and a lot of sides in the league where you can see them sometimes they're really capable of playing some kind of brilliant football. Of course, I'm not talking about Tottenham or that Conte, but before in previous years, right? But just these little things, these little dirty things, right? That actually help brick play up, you know? I saw it today from Partey. So many occasions, I don't think he managed to get himself booked. That's how smart he was about it. And also, even apart from this, the actual game itself, the physicality, getting into these battles and winning an awful lot of them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to check up his stats, of course, but I don't need to. I saw this from the game, you know, but I just want to see, like, in terms of the ground walls and stuff, like, especially those ground walls. It was absolutely everywhere. But of course, Martinelli, yeah, here's the man of the match, quite clearly. So Arsenal did that. Arsenal also played to their strengths, you know, on the break. Like, I feel like Arsenal, for example, in the first half of the way, after they went ahead, it wasn't really about, like, controlling the game. It wasn't really about doing anything, really. And I think that's the levels to which Liverpool have dropped this season. That even after Arsenal scored first, Liverpool picked up. We've seen this time and time again. We saw it against Brighton after they scored two quick fire goals. Or Liverpool, all of a sudden, remember how to play football, creating chances left, right, centre, playing very good football. Went up 3-2 again. Bad moment defensively but to the three points right fast forward today of course in terms of the, the spell in which liverpool were on top and played well and dominated of course it wasn't close to as much as they had at home at brighton and even in terms of the football liverpool produced it, it, it wasn't up to that it isn't that good but the point is that after falling behind for the one millionth time liverpool picked themselves up played well played better like quite clearly the better side you know us now this is something they didn't do and this is like about the only thing uh, I have to criticize because they came out with a win today and which is all well and good right which is all well and good fair play but it's like almost Liverpool did so many things wrong especially in the back that I feel like 
Now I feel like in on any other day or against any other Liverpool side, right? Is they've gone the wrong way, absolute wrong way for Arsenal. Because after you score a goal, you build on that. Arsenal didn't do that. They failed to that. They let Liverpool back into the game. And of course, you have to give Liverpool some credit as well. Of course, they picked themselves up. Is they're playing better stuff. But at the same time, Arsenal, you saw the great, I, I just praised them about that great, that tenacity, that willingness to, to run, to, to press, to attack. You don't even have to press that high. But I just mean in terms of individual effort, I feel like, I don't know if it was tactical or, you know, because sometimes it's not everything that's tactical. A lot of things that happen in games are just players' reactions to things that happen on the pitch and them going ahead maybe just feel like, okay, let's maybe try and see this to time or whatever. I do not know what happened there, but Arsenal, I have to criticize them massively for that. Because if you're playing maybe a Liverpool side that we're doing better, way better than, 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 yeah, yeah, that's basically just losing the game, just doing that, you know. And kudos to Liverpool for capitalizing on that. And let me not just say capitalizing because maybe that, uh, that kind of reduces the credit I'm giving to Liverpool. But like doing something in that spell and getting your goal. But now this is this is an abomination. Basically, the last kick of the half as well has not scored, scored with it. Brilliant counter-attack. But, but you, you, you know... <laughs> You know, there's some, there's some really cliche things like quotes in football where it's like, you cannot concede now. Liverpool basically considered two, you cannot concede now goals in the first half. The first minute of the half and the, and the last minute of the half. Like, you cannot concede now. You know, going at the break, one all, and then you bring out a different vibe. Second half, you know, you cannot concede now. And Liverpool considered a second, you cannot concede now goal in one half of football brilliant counter-attack though i have to say martinelli that man which i've spent like a good chunk of this episode talking about he just ran right through unstoppable played the pass through saka in at the far post to tap it in great desire from bakayo to get there threw himself at it got there to one arsenal lead now from liverpool's perspective Is there anything they could have done better? Of course, in a very normal battle, in a, on a very normal level, sorry, like if you see a player running at you with the ball, right? And, and if it beats you, you can say, what could he have done better? Well, win the ball, right? This 1v1 battles, right? So it's, there's a lot I have to criticize tactically from Jurgen Klopp, right? But I don't even know if we're going to have enough time for that. But individually, personally, there's a lot of things that you just have to do, right? You have to win your battles. And if you win your battles, then you can start from there. We can all start from there. We can all build from there. But as I've said earlier before, I don't want to really expect, like go into it again. Liverpool went away in their battles and that, and that counter-attack was a pure example. Now, another thing Liverpool could have done, maybe wouldn't have stopped it, right? Maybe. Who knows? You know, who knows? But in football, you just have to try. So Liverpool had three men behind the ball and Arsenal had three men moving with the ball, right? In line with the ball. Now you... <sighs> You can't let that happen. You just cannot let that happen. You know, it's not like there was anything really that we could do to maybe get an extra man behind the ball because of the space. It was a counter and like Liverpool had committed bodies forward. But the list is effort. Effort to get back because I don't know, like it's not about getting the ball. It's about hurrying your position. It's the same thing we saw against Manchester United, Sancho's goal, you know. Put the players under a bit more pressure who knows what's going to happen you know because if you have people p- running through the center when martinelli come cuts back to play the pass uh to the far post then there's more people that probably have now gotten into the middle of the box there you know more bodies there and the guys that were like for example right they can shift a bit wider 
to be on Saka. Just just try. You cannot leave a 3v3 to be like that's the thing. It will never sit well with me not trying. I've 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 admitted that maybe of course, like of course you have to look at winning the ball against Martinelli. Going in for a tackle and winning the ball. You can always say you have you can do that. You can do you could have done better in that regard, right? But that aside, right? That aside, maybe there was nothing. Maybe there was nothing. Absolutely brilliant counter-attack, but at least make the effort to not make your defenders isolated 1-1-1 one, one, one. it's it's just it's just the travesty in football the of the offensive player the attacker is always favorite you know what i'm saying if i'm if i'm if i'm running at the defender i fancy myself to beat him 10 over 10 times maybe i won't beat him 10 over 10 times but i fancy myself and when i don't i am extremely disappointed liverpool came out of second half of course roberto Firmino came in for Luis Diaz just before the half half time uh mark but maybe it just seemed like a craft change he got his goal right and in the second half, so let's just talk about somebody who's been, of course, at the forefront for a lot of reasons, Mo Salah, you know, bumper new contract. And he started this season very tepid. Tepid is the word. Very tepid, you know. He's got nine goals and assists, whatever, so far in maybe 11, 12 games. That doesn't sound very terrible, but it's been tepid, right? And as a Mo Salah for his standard, for his level, you, you, you expect him to do better. You want him to do better. He has to do better for this team, right? And in the first half, of course, he 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 ran at defenders a few times. I remember beating two players, you know, but his shot was not good enough. Was poor, to be honest. You know, he tried to go for the near post or the far post, and then the angle just wasn't there to do that. And of course, he created like it. Uh, he he slid Darwin in through fantastic pass, something he's done very consistently for Liverpool now for a while, playing in balls and behind did that. Darwin shot across Ramsdale. Ramsdale saved that. Apart from that, he just wasn't looking to be... Let me not say he wasn't looking. He wasn't looking like he was going to do anything. He wasn't in any position to do anything, you know. It's not like he's doing nothing. Of course, he's trying to offer some uh, protection defensively. Of course, he's trying to receive the ball and just pass it. But I'm talking about what we expect from Mo Salah, uh, which I don't need to talk about. His, his record and his uh, his record speaks for himself, for himself, basically, you know. He just wasn't that Mo Salah. And it's not, it's not new. It's something we've experienced all season long. But in the first half, at least as mentioned, like there was there was there was good activity. You know, there was good activity. The second half, uh the what should I say, the twenty something minutes was on for if I'm getting that right. It was largely anonymous. You know, the change the changes, everything. He he just wasn't like I was I was actually watching him. He wasn't as wide, but the ball wasn't getting like he was just basically it was almost like I don't think it would make any difference if he wasn't in that game. And a lot like everyone needs to look in the mirror for the for club himself for the players not only more of course i've talked about more a lot i've talked about virgil a lot over the past i don't know this season so far anytime i've had the opportunity to talk about liverpool uh because of course they're, they're your best players and you look to them to to do better than they're currently doing especially virgil but still so it's not this is not a dig and more directly but it's just that everyone everyone needs to take a look in the mirror you know from the manager himself he needs to ask himself questions like is there, clear, is there clear instructions that he's giving Mo Salah, for example, in, t- in terms of things to do, what that he wants him to do, that maybe he is doing, and but for us, maybe we're not satisfied, or maybe he isn't performing to what the manager wants him to do. Then maybe, then maybe I don't know, the copy system that not talk to him like, hey, bro, like, you're not doing this thing I ask you to do. Or is the manager also clueless? Because, I mean, he's human, right? This is like, is he actually clueless as to why your best player, top goal scorer, top assister from last season, is struggling to be in positions like Mo at least gets a chance. That's the thing, you know. And a player's movement doesn't just, doesn't just die, you know. I think whatever we're doing now, we're taking away Mo's biggest strength, his movement, getting in those goal-scoring positions. 
you know i, I don't i don't care the kind of game he has i want to see him get on these chances we've seen mosala have terrible finishing performances where he's wasteful and cool yes but at least when that happens you know it's cool you know the next game is going to put in two because these chances are coming but none of that is happening right now and for anybody who has to defend mosala congratulations because for Mo, the position, the way it looks for him, it, look, it looks so grim for him now. Gabriel, once again, once again, I feel like maybe it's time to drop him. Arsenal fans, make sure you tell me what you think. Are you done with Gabriel? Is it time for Ben White to come back to CB and send Martinelli, I'm sorry, Tomiyasu to the right side? And of course, you have Tierney and Zinchenko. Zinchenko is currently out. Uh, but Tiani is fit and firing. You know, um, he will also have been disappointed to come on the time when he's coming on, especially in the game where Zinchenko wasn't uh, was in the stands. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market basically as a fan you know <laughs> he, he he would have wanted to 100% start this game and instead of Tita was starting a, a right foot and right back a left back you know but anyway it's just it's just what it is you know so Liverpool like everyone needs to look at themselves in the mirror absolutely you know and the last goal of course the last goal which is a penalty penalties always t- cause a lot of talk right it's it's always like did what did we get cheated it's this controversial you know that's always the gist with penalties and I do have to say something though. Thiago didn't get the ball. He got the man. Was it really like, uh, was it not like a very hard kick or anything on the man or something like that, you know? But surface level, right? Very surface level. I feel like maybe maybe ref should come back to the surface level because I feel like the game has been overanalyzed and that's why now it looks like decisions are a flip of a coin. It literally looks like something happened. The ref was like, oh, okay. I see this contact, but is he enough? Flip the coin. Not enough. But if you say things like, for example, that penalty, right? If it's like, you hit the man, you didn't get the ball, penalty. Cool. But where's the consistency? With when the ball hits Gabriel's hand, basically in this position, this exact position. This is not a natural position, you know. It was so blatant, you know, it's very blatant. But then, what's your reason? Now, maybe the reason will be like, the speed of the ball, the proximity, things like that. It clearly hits the hand. So the hand is in a natural position, clearly hits the hand. Like, that was quite clear. And maybe you might want to look at the proximity and okay, maybe he, maybe if his hand was like this, then he couldn't remove it. But you, you ask, why is his hand like this in the first place, right? You know, the point is, if you don't give that because you think it's it will be harsh to, you know, because as I said, two factors that you just that you just put in now, which is like maybe the proximity of the player who played the ball to his hand. Then, 
the one that was given against Liverpool was also harsh. It's that simple, you know. I think it's the Premier League thrives on controversy. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not one to believe conspiracy theories. I literally do not have time for conspiracy theories. I do not. It's like, ah. Because, I mean, all them COVID-19 stories, uh, I can't even be asked. But, but maybe conspiracies are real. Maybe. No, think about it. Because people like us, we, we're just consumers, right? Largely, of course, I created some creator as well. Do not forget that. Of course, you're consuming this. So you are the consumer. I'm a creator. And... Okay, yeah, exactly. This is my point. Now, I know so far I've not made a point, but just be patient. The point is, as a creator, there's certain things I can do that you have no idea about because all you see is what I show you, right? You consume it, you know, and you can believe it's the gospel, but it might not just be. Maybe there is controversy really going on in the leagues. This is not the first time there's, there's, been, there's, been, there's been 100 million cases of corruption in the top leagues around the world of sports, not only football, from basketball to everything you know football as well so maybe there is because the premier league thrives on controversy why can't we just have a week where it's just cool cool everything is cool we focus on the football i just analyze only the football right and we go home why do i have to feel oh this should have been a penalty oh this was to no and the problem again is consistency we are back to this again consistency because i tell you you saw towards the end on jota you know not end not not end end but like in the second half on jota like if I'm thinking to myself now, <laughs> if you're giving Gabriel's fine, but Shota was also kicked here and the person did not get the ball. What happens there? You know, like this, this little things. And uh, I said initially, I'm not one for 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 conspiracy theories, right? So there's nothing I can actually say right now. I just have to believe that these referees, I don't know. As I said, they flip the coin and just decide what mode they're on. Oh, there's not enough for this, even though he clearly brings him down or he clearly holds his share, but it's not enough for this. Oh, yeah, he kicks him one of the, Yeah, it wasn't that hard, but yeah, I feel like he didn't get the ball, so it should be a penalty. Oh, he touches his hand now. And uh, yeah, you know, but it was too close, you know. It was all like, it's too fast. He couldn't really react. But his hand was in a natural position, though. It was in a natural position and he hit his hand quite clearly, but yeah and then the next day they're just like yeah on natural position hits his hand pen i don't know when we're going to move past these inconsistencies in the league but yeah anyway to summarize everything arsenal football club have passed yet another big test and they've beaten a big club of course a big club that's nowhere playing like a big club but still they've beat liverpool and like i know liverpool aren't playing well but you have to think that this would do the arsenal players some something massive psychologically psychologically because in the last few years liverpool have always done done better than arsenal and beat arsenal so this year maybe it would maybe maybe they can clearly see of course they would have talked about it. they can clearly see liverpool not performing at the level they're performing now so this particular loss would have been very disappointing if they did uh if they did lose this game because they would know like what the hell these guys aren't playing good and we couldn't beat them and we're like we're like buzzing, and we're flying right we're top of the table in the premier league after almost 10 games gone right but, so they did that and as i said but i still want to believe that it did help them positively because it's still the name liverpool is still the same team and it's a team they've struggled to beat yeah so this should give us now a huge psychological boost the season is very very long as for me i consider retiring from loving football it's hard it's hard right now i can't even lie oh goodness me <laughs> but anyway we are here I would love to hear what you guys have to say about Liverpool and what you think your issues are. What's the issues? I think the issues are a lot. I'll I'll briefly try to run through it. Of course, then then conclude finally with what I think about Arsenal. This is not moving on from here. 
with Liverpool this season, right? There's been a lot that has been wrong, but nothing more so, I tell you, than tactics. And when I say tactics, I'm not generally saying, oh, what the manager is telling the boys is like, shit, and this plan is failing. The problem is, whatever is going on behind the scenes, whatever is going on in the meeting rooms, the training ground, whatever, the pitches, the cafeteria, whatever is going on, basically, at La Axa, right? On the pitch, a lot of players position themselves like they don't know what they're doing. They position themselves in situations that no good can come out from, right? I just talked about that as regards Mosala in the second half. And even in the first half, you know, it's like he's at a, he's in a position where like it's not even it's not even because he's Mosala. You do not want your attacker in a position like that. Is it your guys' instructions most likely? But maybe not. I don't know. You get me? And it's like a lot of these players are not doing like much wrong on the ball, right? It's even about activity. How much activity are they getting? Not enough. Not close to enough for attackers of teams like Liverpool on that caliber. The caliber they've, they've built, the reputation they've built in recent years. Not enough activity. It's not like they're doing necessary bad actions. Not enough. They're not, they're not occupying the best pit, um, spaces on the pitch. You look at Jordan Henderson, right? Classically, He's not always very awful in terms of what he does with the ball or in terms of his battle. He's been largely awful in, for, for large parts of this season. Agreed. But I'm saying it's not even only that. That's not the only problem. Look at the positioning. You know, sometimes you have some of the attackers consistently deeper than him in very delicate situations. That is risky and a lot of times we've, we've had to pay for it. So it's not like, oh, he's directly involved. But how is the shape of the team in these moments? Why is Hendo ahead of the ball consistent? I'm not talking about this game uh, uh, consistently. You know what I'm saying? Sits. And no when like literally, football is such an interesting game because a lot is down to tactics and a lot, but things like knowing when to go. When you say, oh, he knows when to go, he knows when to stay. This is used a lot for fullbacks in football, right? Or wing backs, you know, the new attacking role for those wing uh, flanking defenders, right? But it applies to every single position. Basically, know when to do things. It also applies to forward to one oppress. No when to. And it's just like, you do certain things and you leave us open. Fabinho looks so leggy, so absolutely leggy. It's incredible. Thiago, I tell you, is playing well. He is. He has had He has had one or two questionable games, but he is playing well. He is playing well. Defensively, he's one player in that midfield that is constantly winning duels. He is very good defensively. And to think that was the guy that people were talking, like all sorts of, running all sorts of narrative about, and not too long ago, he is so solid in that regard. Very, very solid. But you know, Bobby Firmino, of course, of course, he needs to play. I think that's another thing Klopp needs to do. Firmino has to play now. He has to play now. Maybe Klopp can just decide to go back to, I don't know how how fit Diaz is. Of course, he got injured. We hope it's nothing serious, but maybe he just has to go back to, to what we know. You know what I'm saying? What we know and what has clearly worked. Firmino is on form. He's playing well. So play him. You know, play him, play Salah, how he's used to be getting played. Play Diaz, how you need your left-sided winger to play. You know, at the end of the day, if there's too much individuality in a team as well, it's not also good. So the point is that Jürgen has a lot to do. Let me know if you, let me know if you put the blame a lot on him right now. But with the way it's looking, this team looks like a team of guys who do not know what they are doing on the pitch. I cannot lie to you. And secondly, of course, you cannot ignore what I've talked about largely already. 
this individual battles this individual means for example the, the equalizer against brighton the brighton's equalizer against oh sorry you saw the van dyke swing that missed his kick like why these are these little moments you know these little moments things like that or for example the penalty we considered today it's soft but at the same time you know you know you have to criticize it's a penalty right or sorry it led to a penalty so you criticize it you know look at the two goals in scored today very cheap so at the end of the day the conclusion and summary from the liverpool side is they would look at their games this season and look at tons of things they did right in possession of course by a few things which i've talked about maybe as regards Mosa and some other players right but they've done a lot of things right in possession this season but they will also have to know that teams have gotten results very consistently against them without having to be brilliant you know, Brighton weren't brilliant. They, were, they were good for the first 20 minutes. And that, yeah, that's, you know, but apart from that, Liverpool took them out of the park for the 70 odd minutes. But then they got a result. That's the problem. You know, Arsenal's first half wasn't good. Arsenal was much improved in the second half and also combined the club subs, which didn't end, like in hindsight, were bad. But the second half was much improved from Arsenal, you know. But the first half, Liverpool were better than Arsenal, quite clearly. They went in 2-1. You know, Arsenal fans weren't satisfied. They knew they hadn't really. They were like, oh, goodness me, we can't do better. Let's play well. You know what I'm saying? These kind of things. They didn't need to do anything. Let me not say, let me not say anything. They didn't, need to do, they didn't need to be brilliant. You know, there were days where you have to literally bring your best football to the park to get past Gomez, Virgil, Matip, Ali, Robo, these guys. Now, it's just like, as I said, get in the game. You're already ahead. Just by, just by participating in that game, you already have your one goal lead. And maybe the best Liverpool can do for themselves is just to salvage a draw. You know, not good enough. And for us now, moving forward, <laughs> there's a lot of problems. I cannot lie because I don't see how, for example, right, a team of let's say Manchester City's level, and the, uh, which is the level you expect Liverpool to play on, which if they've, they've done uh, over the last four or five seasons, right? But so a team on that level, which Manchester City have looked to be, cl- they're not exactly at their peak, 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 but they're close. They're still on that general level. I don't see an Arsenal winning against a side like that. But the truth is that that would not be what would decide their fate. Of course, it would be it be other teams, you know. And, and and when I look at other teams in the league this season, I feel like this Arsenal side can take them on quite comfortably. Quite comfortably. You know what I'm saying? Quite comfortably. Of course, the like Arsenal are doing very well against teams that are, you know what I'm saying, mid-table and teams they, they, they probably struggled against in past seasons, right? This team's very comfortable. And of course, the top teams, they've already cleared out Liverpool. They've already cleared out Tottenham. Of course, they lost to Manchester United, a game that they didn't play badly. You know, it kind of seemed like they shot themselves in the foot as well. They will learn from that as well. You know, today, they didn't really give away anything like that. Liverpool weren't brilliant. But yes, too, you still have to give them credit for like, I don't know, for not doing something extraordinarily stupid in defence, for example. You know, this kind of thing. So a player getting a red card. You know, it's just sort of things, right? They didn't do any of that, those extremes. Of course, you look at the defending, for example, from Gabriel, who, as I said before, I want Arsenal fans to really tell me their thoughts on this player and what they think should happen to him. Should he, does he still deserve to start, right? Certain moments like this, but in terms of like really direct errors that just lead to stuff that would massively impact the game, like goals, of course, playing with a man down, there was none of that today. At the end of the day, <laughs> I think this is all, you know, recording this right after the game. I think it's time to go cry. I think it's time to cry. Say no to football. What is what is football? You know, <laughs> what's that? What's that? Be number one. Tana Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.